Hello America and everywhere else in the world. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Corey Has a Guest. This month I was joined by stand-up comic Monroe Martin. We talk about comedy, we talk about acting, we talk about wrestling, but mostly we talk about following your dreams. So hopefully this inspires you to get up and get after what you want, because it definitely did that for me. So like the show, share it, subscribe to it, and uh, enjoy the episode. Later! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Corey Has a Guest. This month, I am very excited because I have the one and only Monroe Martin. Do you say the third? Uh, uh, it's on acting shit. For SAG, <laughs> I'm the third. For stand-up, not really. All right, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll just go by Monroe Martin. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, he's a stand-up comic, and his stuff is hilarious. You can find him on social media and... He's done a lot of cool stuff. And you, you can find him on social media so you can check out his shit because this shit is funny as hell. Thank you, I, thank you. I was just like, yo, I was watching some of your bits and I'm like, this is something that I would love to just pick this guy's brain about. Like, you had this one about uh, getting baptized that I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but before we get into any of that, what, could you uh, give my uh, my listeners a little bit of a background about you? I'm from Philadelphia. Um, yeah, grew up in Philadelphia, raised in foster care. So I bounced all over Philly. Been doing comedy for about, I want to say, 14 years now. I'm approaching 14. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's I love dope. it, man. Yeah, oh, I love it. That's dope, man. So, so, but you act as well, right? I do whatever comes my way. I like that. I like yeah, that. I do whatever comes my way. So yeah, I'm 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 acting. I'm an inspire aspiring actor. That's what's up. What kind of yeah. acting would you like to do? Would you like to do like drama stuff? Would you want to do comedy? Would you? No, wanna... I want to do drama. Uh, I want to do drama. I feel like that'll be fun and different and uh, challenging. Not saying that comedic acting isn't challenging. It's very challenging. But I enjoy dramas more than I do comedy. Like watching, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I would rather much, yeah, work my way to dramatic acting or serious, something serious. I don't want to, I don't have to cry, but I don't want to be slipping on banana peels and, and shit like that. You know what I mean? That's so funny, <laughs> though. That's the first shit you think of. It's like when you think dramatic acting, it's like, you damn, like, I got to be able to cry on command. Yeah, you got to <laughs> be able to cry on command. You know they're going to have you do some shit, like hold your loved one in your arm while they're dying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want it's, to be able to do that. No, absolutely. It's so funny because uh, I just got asked to work on this this thing I'm writing for, but also acting in. Yeah. And I haven't acted since I was like in college. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I'm not a good actor. I, I <laughs> And I, I'm not saying that so people could be like, oh, come on, man. I seen you do some shit like nah, bro. Like, I'm not great. So I'm yeah. like, damn, like, should I take some classes? Cause there's, I started thinking like, there's a part where one of my friends is supposed to die, be like disappear and I got to be sad about it. Like, yeah. I can't just fucking like act like a regular person. <laughs> like, I, like, like, do I really care about this shit or am I <laughs> acting like I'm at, you know, you, yeah, know you go start, you start going through that tunnel. Like, do I look like I'm acting? Should I, how to, do I care? How can I make myself care? I used to have an improv teacher that used to be like, he, he at the end of the scene, he would be like, all right, now I'm gonna have you do it again, but this time act like a person. 
<laughs> you know? And I'm like, damn. God damn. So you used to just be over the top with it? I think, just, you know what um, happened? Go ahead. Well, well, have you ever done improv before? I did one improv class. I do improv on stage, but never, never like improv troupe type shit. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, you know, when you do improv, oh, you've seen it though. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're watching the shit, you can see those kids that are like theater kids and yeah. they come out, they're over the top. Yeah. You know, and then, you, but then you could tell when somebody's like a, you could tell when a stand up is doing improv because he's up there like waiting for punchlines. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know sure. what I mean? And it's like, but then you got like in between people that are like, all right, I'm going to attempt to make this look like it's a real scene. Just swinging. You just got people up there just throwing Hail Marys. Yeah. So you start looking <laughs> robotic and shit yeah. by accident. And people could see that, bro. It's like <laughs> when you somebody looks like they're acting, that's how you know it's not good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but so you so you love stand up. That's like I your, love it, man. That's my baby. That is my baby. When you I first what what like who inspired you and like to get into it? Uh, there was no particular comedian that inspired me to get into it. It was more of friends and shit like that, because uh, growing up, I really didn't watch comedy like that. Not that I didn't seek it out. It was just like when you growing up in foster care, you watch what they play. And it's usually like BET, Comic View, never really Comedy Central. Um, you knew like Richard Pryor, all the all the like iconic comics and shit like that. And they're like stars. So you don't really see that. I didn't really see that as a as a realistic career choice because you're like oh they're stars you got to be picked you got to be born you don't even know how to try out to do that shit but it was my friends who were like yo I think you should try doing stand-up and like kind of pushing me in that direction and then leaving me to figure it out because they were just like I think you should do it and then I tried it and then they just they went on about their lives so I met more comics doing it and developed friendships with people and then that kept me in it and then seeing the local comics who are making a living off of it, that made me want to do it more. That was like, oh, this is a career path. Even if you're not big, you can still make like a, a good living. You can make a great living as an unknown comic. So that got me believing in myself a lot more. Like, oh, you don't got to be famous to make a living. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like that idea that we grow up with that it's like, well, if you're going to have if you're going to live somewhere and pay bills, you need to work a regular job. Right. So when you see that, Oh wait, I can do the shit that I love. Yeah. And that can pay my bill. Like not a lot of people know that if a lot of, if I feel like if uh, half of the population knew that it'd be, it'll be a different world. Not a lot of people know they could do what they love and make a living off of it. Absolutely. It's, yo, it's crazy. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah. I feel like in the last couple of years, I've, I, the conversations that I have with a lot of people, because you end up knowing a lot of people that do it, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. comedians, you know, actors, you know, people yeah. that do music. And it's like, when they start telling you, like, what, like, how they're, how they sustain their lifestyles through not fucking going somewhere and clocking in, but like working on their art and shit, it's like, I feel like people need to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it, yeah. it, it 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 breaks down that wall of feeling like you need like like you fucking like need to put a tie and a jacket on to go, you know, have a family and a life. Yeah, that's just a path. It's a clear cut path. That's what it is. Right, right. It's a, it, 
it's in order to do this, you got to have an imagination, right? Because you're making this shit up as you go along. You're creating, you're creating things that don't really exist. There's no, there's schools, but there's no like traditional school. There are people who teach you how to do stand up and write a joke, but there are no people to, that'll teach you how to start carving out a career for yourself and stuff like that. So that's why I feel like people don't really take the path of working on their own because they don't see the archetype, right? That the proper work, they don't see that laid out for them. Yeah, They're yeah. like, I can go to college. Uh, I can go to college. I can get a job. I can work my way up and then eventually start making as much money as I want. And I get why people do that shit because it's right there. It's like A plus B plus D and shit like that. You know what I mean? It's right there. It's safe. You yeah. know, you got a safety net. But yeah. it's like when you, yo, it's like, I think about this shit like when you go to a party when you're younger, right? So you're at a party and you, you feel a little shy. You don't really know a lot of people there. You want to dance, but you, you know, nobody else is dancing yet. Yeah. But once you get on the dance floor, you might not even leave the dance floor. You might be like, yeah. fuck it, I'm already out here. It's like, yeah. I'm already on stage. Let me go back. Let me go. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's that's a perfect anal analogy for it. It's, yeah, when you're in it, you're in it. But it takes a while for you to truly be in it. I feel like three to five is like the, the make or break. Three to running five? A, a three to five, running around the open mics consistently. I'm talking about three to five years consistently, not like, oh, I took some time off and just to chill, the blah, 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 and I'm back. No, I'm talking about like three to five years of consistent working your way up, figuring out the, the ecosystem of comedy. And then I feel like within that three to five, you're like, okay, I, I want to do this. And then when the, within from that five to 10, I feel like it's a different type of just, now you're working on being comfortable and saying what you really want to say. But yeah, it's a while, just, it takes a while to get your foot, your footing steady and just being like, oh, okay, I know where all the mics are. I know where to go. If you need like a quick little $50 or something like that, you start learning how the system works. But yeah. Yo, and you feel like a lot of people that you talk to outside of it are like, yo, you're so brave. <laughs> for yeah, getting up there yeah, there. I let them say that shit. I don't think I'm brave at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm brave. I'm just like, to me, it's the same thing as applying to a job that you have no real like knowledge of. Like I worked a lot of shitty jobs where I was making up shit as I go along. I used to lie on a lot of applications and uh, fucking beef up your resume so to me, it was the same thing. It's like, yo, I'm making this shit up as I go along, and it just looks good. Do you do a lot of like off the top of the dome shit now? Like, did you, were you when you first got on? Yeah. When you first like hopped on stage and started like doing the shit consistently. Did you feel comfortable riffing right away, or did you like? Well, I I thought that's what it was. Honestly, I thought it was getting on stage and riffing and. And picking on the audience so i did that for i did that for the first couple of times and then the comedy club that i was working at at the time or working my way into during the open mics was the laugh house and miss mona didn't play that miss mona like with the newer comics she she was like i need to hear some jokes if you ain't doing no jokes ain't no need for you to be on here and i would go up there and be like look at your shirt look at this and blah 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 because i was good at snapping yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you grow up poor and and big and oafy, 
you got to learn how to get people before they get you. You got to be so, quick. Yeah. So that's, that was my strong suit. But to her, she was like, ain't nobody paying to see that shit. I'm like, nah, develop an act, figure it out. And she kicked me out of the club for two months. And, and she, and she told me I couldn't come back unless I started writing jokes. So every week I would show up to the open mic with a joke book and I would like show her the jokes and she was like, nah. And then for two months straight, I couldn't come. I couldn't work that club. But what it made me do was uh, I started hanging out with other comics and they show me other open mics and other places to go. And then you're watching them and you see where the act is. You learn what an act is. You know what I mean? We were just like, oh, you got your opener, you got your close, you got your middle, you got your through line, not just a bunch of like a string of jokes and shit like that. So I kind of learned from that moment. And that kind of pushed me into the, into the, the comedy community. That made me go, well, if I'm not good enough to be at her club, I got to figure out how to. I got to figure out what makes me different from everybody else. Because everybody else on your level is doing bullshit too. But you're like, why you single me out? I still don't know why she singled me out to this day, but I'm glad she did it. Oh, yeah, bro. That's that's definitely because it made you grow into the absolutely dude that you are like ain't nothing more power i always tell people ain't nothing more powerful than rejection you know what i mean when you get rejected from something you think you deserve that makes you really work on yourself and work on and, and search for what you can enhance and what can you learn from that moment yeah that, i mean it yeah. should it should make you do that a lot of people don't do that shit a lot of people <laughs> oh, oh fuck that motherfucker it's like <laughs> Yeah, for real. Nah, but that's like, those are the stories I love to hear, though, because it's like, yo, because you could have just turned around and said, all right, fuck it. I guess this ain't for me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's that persistence. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hard headed, too. I'm like, I'm a stubborn dude, yo. So if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to just try to figure it out so I can be like, yeah, motherfucker. Like, I just want to rub it in your face. I'm petty. So <laughs> that's my that's like my driver. Is just that's your superpower. Petty. Yeah, I'm a petty motherfucker. I'm petty man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's dope, man. That's dope. So that's sh that shit really like got you. So let me I got a question for you. What's up? What do you feel like is a myth about comedians that you hear often? That they're sad and that they're they're sad and they're alcoholics and all that shit. Like I know a lot of comics who have normal lives. You know what I mean? They're not, they're as sad as normal motherfuckers with nine to fives. They're as sad, you know what I mean? They're as sad yeah, as yeah. everyone else. Um, they're not running around fucking getting drunk. You know a lot, you know people get drunk, but I know some people who don't fuck with the shit, don't have really no trauma and still are beast on stage. And that was like the myth is that you had to have like, this fucked up life and like you're a sad clown this is like no you're not some people are just talented <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i mean like some motherfuckers are just talented and they can talk about anything and make anything funny and yeah because be sad. yeah i know i feel like people kind of made it almost seem like it was more popular almost to be broken you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. like, yo, there's there's people that have issues out there that are fucking at the top of their game. But yo, you don't have to though. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like how it's like how Drake is from Canada, but he's still a dope rapper. Absolutely. He got <laughs> a white mom. I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. 
He didn't have to be in the hood. He was just fucking, you know, he could still do it though. Yeah, talent is talent. And people yeah. forget that shit. It's just like sometimes people just got it in them and they know how to do it. And then, but it, it makes people feel comfortable, right? Because to them as a regular person, you got, you get, you're thinking, well, you got to be sad to want all this attention. It's like, no, you don't. You just probably want the attention or want to show that you're good at something. I just feel like regular people like to try to like have a reason for shit all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but guess that's how life works. I feel like I'm like, yeah. you got to categorize things into order yeah. to understand it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you put everything into a fucking box Absolutely. when you, you can't just accept the shit like, oh, that just is like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember like I was talking recently to one of my friends. I'm married. I got married last year uh, right before COVID. Thank you, bro. Um, and I was talking to one of my friends who's like out there trying to date and shit. Yeah. And I was just like, he was like, you know, he was just telling me about some shit that it was just tough out there. And every time these dates are going bad and shit. And I was like, you know what the fucking problem is? You're trying to like anticipate and understand everything that the person that you're going out with is like saying to you. I'm like, yo, my wife, sometimes she says shit that I don't fucking understand. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I don't sit there and try to break it down and analyze it. I just go, you know what? Fuck it. That's how she feels. And that's, and now I'm going to just leave it like that. Yeah, you know you're what a I mean? smart man. It takes people a long time. I'm still <laughs> learning that. I'm learning that with my wife now. Because sometimes you'll be like, wait, why'd you say that? And she's like, I don't fucking know. And you go, all right. Dude. Yeah, because uh, you know why? Because uh, we do that shit too. Yeah. You know what I mean? We do it too. So yeah, I mean, like just trying to, it's like, yo, just some people are just dope, you know? Yeah. We don't, and we don't all have to be sad and, and fucked up. We could just fucking just figure out how to hone our skills and become cool. Absolutely. Because I see you on stage and you just got this presence and you're and you're a tall guy too, right? Yeah. Like you you're up there, like you just like look at me, but it's not like what's what you don't have to say it. It's just like everybody's like, you have this engagement. So yeah. you know what I mean? And I'm it, and I could see it. I could see it when I see the shit that you got out there. And I'm just yeah. like, yo, this dude, like this dude has something. This dude I love it. I love being up there. I think that's the thing. When people go, Oh, you look so comfortable up there. It's like because I like being up there. Even when it's going bad, I'd rather be up here than in there. I'd rather be on the stage versus in the audience. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so I think that's the presence. The presence is just, I want to be up there. I, I, I don't, I don't want to, like, I need it, but I love it. I love yeah. just holding court, even if I don't got nothing to say. <laughs> holding court. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I would always see my dad, he would be like, sitting with all his friends and my dad is one of those guys he doesn't talk super loud and shit but he's just yeah. cool laid back and he would always be like everybody would be listening to him yeah and he'd be holding court i was always like drawn to that like what is this guy talking about you know what yeah. i mean that's what i'm trying to channel on stage though i because i feel like eventually that's who i'll end up being when i have kids and then when my my nephews and nieces are older even now like they still like listen to me but i, I want to be that on stage where they're just like like they're my fucking nieces and nephews not my children my nieces and nephews yeah 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 but you got that like people just like it's just you command the attention without yeah. you know what i mean With, without even trying like people really just want to know that shit is that shit has always been dope to me 
Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'm working on it. So I don't even feel like I'm there, but I'm glad that you're thinking. Because <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to be on stage and just taking my time, be able to tell like two jokes in 10 minutes. Just like, do do, do do, do do, do do, do do, do Just being like, able to. Yeah. yeah. Just you, so you, you got that breathability. That shit. Yeah. That shit is hard, man. Like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get into it and I've gotten up on stage with some material and shit and been like, just motor mouth right away. Yeah, like, yeah. And then five minutes is like, damn, five minutes seems like a long time. Yeah. It's like, because you just like are reciting these fucking ideas. Yeah. Like that, that shit, two jokes in 10 minutes. That that's beautiful. That's what I'm trying to be, man. I think I got the closest to that last night. I was doing the show last night. I was on um, Sam J's show. And I had a, a whole set written out, but by the time I got to my time, I was like, fuck, I didn't even get to the, the middle of the shit that I wrote yet. I was still talking about being married and all those jokes, but I was taking so much of my time and not even taking my time. The information is in between jokes. That's how I look at it, right? The joke is the thing you're making fun of. But the information, the thing that you want them to connect to is always between the jokes. And that's what that's what hooks them. So I was kind of I, I felt yesterday I felt the closest to that where I was on stage. I would say something that, and you can see them go, huh? And then boom, boom, like skipping rocks. And I was just like, oh, shit, this is fun. And then the rock stops and then you throw another one out there and it's just like, kiss, kiss, kiss. and I was like, oh, shit, this is. I'm, I'm feeling it. That's it. And you got to flow and you hit your stride. That's dope. Yeah. Man. Congrats. But on I don't want to chase it because I feel like when you chase it, that's when you start crumbling shit and fucking <laughs> it up. And it's just like, I wanna, I'm going to listen to that set again, but also just like be like, what made me get in that zone? What made me feel comfortable enough to not rush or just like take my time and just be conversational? Because I reacted to, I was reactionary, meaning like I would say something and if an audience member was like, like everybody would be like, oh, and then one person would be like, will say something like, and I'll be like, exactly. And then I'll go <laughs> for that. I'm like, all these people are phony. Like I'll talk about being married and everybody claps and one person like, Psh. I was like, yeah, I didn't say happily. I just said I'm married and y'all fucking just, and then they started laughing more. And then I was like, okay, being reactionary, just having fun with it having fun find having that fun, fun and have fun yes yeah because sometimes it ain't fun up there sometimes it's not fun but that ain't gonna stop me from doing it what do you feel like like you said earlier you said if if it's going good or if it's going bad what is like what would have to be happening for you to feel like it's going bad uh just i'm big on energy i don't like talking I don't like talking into a void. And to me, whenever it feels like I'm talking into a void, it makes me feel like it's going back. Even when they're laughing, like I just don't want laughs, I want emotions. Cause I'm up there telling my truth or not, I'm, it don't have to be personal, but you're telling what you really feel or think, right? So you're be, I'm being vulnerable in that moment. And sometimes I, I expect that back where the audience is like, Oh, I may not think it's funny, but I understand why you're saying that. Mm. And I want to see, I want to see those emotions and, and shit like that. 
And sometimes when you don't get it, sometimes when it's just like, ha, or just, you're like, man, this shit ain't fun. That should have take the wind out of your sails a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because you're just talking. And I'm like, but that's never their fault. That's my job to figure out how to get them, how to, like, how to get them on my side quick or just understand that I'm going to come up here, I'm going to reveal some shit about myself, and it's okay if y'all don't agree. It's okay if y'all don't laugh. Once they have the okay, then you start getting other emotions. You start getting that, mm, ah. and then, oh, ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're they're, yeah, when they're emotional, then they're paying attention. But when they're not, when they're just like, they're not emotional, they don't give a fuck. Yo, it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. One of my boys said to me, another comic, he was like, he said, when you come out and do your shit, you do your act, you got your jokes, and the people are engaged and they're yeah. laughing and they're like, you know, they're invested in your shit. Yeah. He's like, it's just, it's like an agreement. Yeah. It's like yes. an agreement between you and them. And, yeah. and then you could really start rolling with that energy. And, and yeah. it's so true. And that's what I want, man. I see that you got the Stone Cold shirt on. I don't know if you're a wrestling fan. I was a big, big wrestling fan. See, I still go to wrestling matches. Like, I have oh, since shit. the pandemic. Yeah, no, nah, I lot fucks with it. Me and my, it's either me and comics or me and my wife, we went to WrestleMania when it was in New Orleans back in, what, was that 2018 or some shit like oh, that? Oh, shit, that's dope. Yeah, I fucks with it. Like, I got shit in my closet, but I do. And the thing I like about it is it's instant. Uh, you, like, the audience, you know, the wrestler also knows that the audience is fucking with what they're doing or not. Like, if you're wrestling or you're really selling it and putting on a good show. And if you're really selling it and putting on a good show, they give a fuck about everything. They give a fuck about when you get knocked down and you doing your, the bad guys doing this taunt, the, the fucking, the referee is, like, knocked out, right? Laying you know down. They're like, oh, shit. It's like a whole thing. And they get invested and they're on the edge of their seats. And I like that. But when people are just tossing each other around and slamming each other and you're like, this is boring. And yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And the wrestlers feel that too. So I feel the same way where I'm like, I can go up there, I can do some jokes, but then if they're just like, mm. now you gotta make people feel shit. You know, yeah. you know who I feel like was a, a guy that people don't talk about enough. Like cool. when you start talking about wrestling, my wife actually bought me this shirt recently. Got oh, okay. But uh so I, I was like, yo, I want a stone cold shirt. <laughs> and she just kept, thank you, thank you. So um I was just talking about, I was like, yo, people talk about Stone Cold. People talk about The Rock. People talk yeah. about, and I, and I love The Rock. But like, yo, I thought Chris Jericho was really good. Absolutely. Chris, Chris Jericho was the shit. He was the shit. He was so good. He would come out and he would talk his shit. He was yeah. funny. Yes. Yo, he was dope. He Especially was so when he did the, I would say he came in at the perfect time during the Attitude Era, right? No, Chris Jericho came on the tail end of the Attitude Era, and then like the the, the like new SmackDown. W yeah, like SmackDown era, and he was a great fit. He yeah, like you said, he he was good on the mic. His he was agile. He was which, agile. He was, and he was still a husky dude, but he's doing fucking. He's uh, doing flips stuff. and shit. Yeah, you're like, he's All doing, right. yeah. Yo, 
He was in the, the wall. The Jericho was a dope move. Like if you're younger, you put your friends in that shit. Bro, like, oh, I've yeah. I've put my friends in walls of Jerichos. I've stone cold stunned mad people. I've <laughs> rock bottomed a couple of people. Yo, the fucking or, or the the Kurt Angle, the ankle lock. Yeah, you can fuck around and break somebody's shit. He broke somebody's ankle. He broke Scotty Too Hotty's ankle by accident. Damn. Remember that shit? You don't remember that? I don't remember that. Yeah, he was, it was supposed to be like when he was turning heel. He wasn't a full heel yet. He was turning heel because they were sh- uh, they were uh, shedding that uh, Olympic Olympic gold medalist. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The with character the, where he's just like the uh, three eyes, the three yeah, eyes yeah. and shit. So he was fighting Scotty Too Hotty. It's supposed to be like a, a squash match, like he just fuck him up a little bit and then just put him in an ankle lock. But he put him in an ankle lock and like slipped, and you see the ankle go like this. And like Scotty Too Hotty is like, ah, like crying and Kurt Angle's Yo. like, holy fuck. But he got to like commit. He's like, ah, but you can see it in his eyes. Like he's like, holy shit. Damn, that's some fucking because yeah. yo, at the end of the day, we forget too. Like these guys are co-workers. Like he probably yeah. had to come down and shit, like, yo, my bad. <laughs> yo, like, oh shit. My bad. That happened with um Shane McMahon and the Kurt Angle. Shane McMahon, uh Kurt Angle suplex Shane. He was supposed to suplex Shane through the plexiglass, but it didn't break. And then Shane was like, do it again. And he's like, Are you serious? Because I threw it pretty hard. He's like, do it again. So he fucking picked them up and like tossed them again. And take a glass shatter. But yeah, shit be fucking up. That shit. Just gotta, yeah, people getting hurt. Well, that's like that that Owen Hart shit, man. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Damn, that shit yeah. was crazy. And uh, yo, you know, it's funny. I went to one wrestling event. It was out in Long Island. Which, which one is that? Nassau Coliseum? Yeah. yeah. It was out in Long Island. My dad took me to it when I was like, probably in middle school or some shit. Yeah. And it was when Chris Benoit was still alive. Mm. And it was when they had him and The Rock beefing, and The Rock came out and he did the fucking crippler crossface to Chris oh, Benoit. Oh shit! At the match, and it was the one of the craziest fucking like I've never been around that type. Like the end, the arena came to life. Yeah, because you know? they cared. Yeah, there was investing, yo. But they also have time to build that up. Yeah, but some people don't have time. We our time is what we're given on stage right exactly you know what i mean they get whole that was a great shit, yeah. way to bring it back full <laughs> circle that's how i know you do this shit. <laughs> no but it's true you come out you win them over yeah as fast as you can yeah and you do that man you do it yeah good sets are when people when i revealed something and like i said it don't have to be personal it just got to be my true emotion or my true, like, thought. Because some people make sure, you know what I mean? Like, they make up things to say or they might not really be, like, like adamant about it. And just go, all right, I'm going to just throw it out there. But when I have something, I'm like, this is my fucking opinion. Fuck it, I'm going to say it. And then, like, you get, like, people after the show that go, yo, I feel you on that. I yeah. like that. I feel you is, like, it's great for me. It's the greatest thing you can fucking get after the show. It's like, yo, I felt you. I fucking feel you, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Love yeah. that. That's so funny. It's funny because like I'll be, I'll do episodes of my podcast, and when I don't have a guest on, it's just me. Yeah. Like twenty minutes, and I'm like, I might write down a couple of notes during the week and shit, and go. Yeah. Maybe I'll talk about this. Maybe I won't. 
you know, but I saw some shit on TV recently about that. I found out that women get a put what's called a push gift for having a baby. A push gift? What the fuck is a push so, gift? So I've been going on my Instagram and I was talking shit about it on my podcast. Yeah. Like, oh, they're getting a fucking gift for doing something that people have been doing since fucking humans have existed. We got to yeah. get them a gift now. I got a wife and shit. I'm over here talking shit. And mad <laughs> people, even like just, this was weeks ago. Yeah. Got, yesterday. Yeah. Somebody hit me up still being like fucking like, oh, by the way, women do deserve this because da 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 da. And I'm like, that's not the same shit as, yeah. yo, I feel you. But it's also like, yo, but at least you're listening. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're listening and they and they dissected what you were talking about. Like they digested it. Like I'm in yeah. your head now. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking you living rent free in their head. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you'll never be homeless. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, man. But uh no, that I feel you shit is dope. Getting off stage, yeah. somebody going, you're mad funny. Just like I feel like there's also like a and maybe you agree, like there's like a there's almost like a sportsman-like conduct that you have with other comics after you watch their shit and you see, you know what I mean? And everybody's kind of like kicking it afterwards or you yeah. just run or you just fucking grab your shit and get the fuck out of there as fast as you can. No, it depends. If I'm, if I like, if I have other spots, I I'm dipping. But if that's my only spot and I'm like cool with the people on the show, then I'll stick around and I'll like talk and shit like that. But it is like a sportsman thing where it's just like, all right, we all just did our thing. We was up there. We, I think shows work better when everybody are just like on the same accord. Everybody's like, yo, we just want to go out there and make it a great fucking show and just say what we need to say and not make it a competition all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it I ain't. You're not in competition with nobody. Yeah, I mean, ideally you should be thinking... Like we talked about, I I want to go, I want to have fun with this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And also I want to do a little bit. I want to work on the shit that I know I need to work on. Right. Yeah, it's like when you go to the gym, it's like, I'm not looking at other motherfuckers. Like, what is he doing? I should be like yeah. worried about what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, no, but that's the trap though. Cause people do that. I've, I've definitely felt victim to that when I uh, first, for the first couple of years, like I wasn't the comic, I wasn't even, even close to being a comic I am today. Like I would make up shit to talk about or I would like take one little truth out of that and then take it to space. You know what I mean? Like you talk it like, uh, he used to hate this joke cause I had a joke about um, being in a relationship with this girl at the time and like a rat ran in front of us and she pushed me in front of the rat and that gets like the first laugh because people was like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. Like she pushes you versus like grab you and go, like, hey, watch out for that. And then I was, and then I took that real thought that people reacted to and then I made it about Ninja Turtles and shit like that. And it was just like, I just so fucking disconnected from how I'm truly feeling. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? See, that's where I'm at right now. I'll, I'll have something and I've been running, I've been running this five yeah. where... I got a couple of I got a couple of jokes that I'm listening back and I'm like, okay, this works, this works. And then I start catching myself because I'm a writer also. Like yeah. that's like my thing that I started out doing. So I'll just start like fucking extrapolating and this shit becomes like a fucking like a nonfiction. Yeah. 
or it becomes a fiction actually sorry it becomes like a fiction novel yeah that i'm in a different realm now and shit and it's like i gotta avoid that because it's just not real it's, like, it's not you that's it's not who you me. are on paper yeah but that's not who you are when you're talking to your friends you got to kind of talk to people how you talk to your friends yeah and, and you know what i see you see the people and i know you see you've seen a lot of this shit too right like you see people yeah. like that you see them get up there and you're like this person got up here because a bunch of people told them they should do comedy because a bunch of people told them they were funny mm-hmm. and they said all right cool and then they got up there and started trying to do it but we fall into this like it's it's hard to be the way you are around your friends and family right away on a stage in front of a bunch of strangers yeah. you know what i mean like it's hard to find your identity and then you start looking at other comics and you're like you start like sounding like do you I start saying to- what works and that's sometimes the problem right when people emulate anybody they take their style and not their uh their their boldness their bravery their vulnerability right like people emulate uh, prior and CK and rock and all those things, but they don't, they emulate the voice and the tech and the, the technique, but they're not really doing the things that made them that person. Like Chris Rock is a very smart motherfucker. You know what I mean? Uh, prior was a very open book. Like, are you willing to be that open to get those type of laughs? Like he talked about everything. He talked about being abusive, doing gay stuff, doing drugs. He talked about everything. And people go, oh, it was a different time. It was like, it was a different time back there, too. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. wasn't acceptable. He was just, he was just like, this was the life I lived. And I, and this is the only thing I, I know. This is what I can talk about. And when people take shit, they usually are just like, oh, I'm going to sound like I'm, well, I'm going to do this versus going, I'm going I'm to attempt to be that open. Or I'm going to attempt to educate myself to the point where I know just as much as Chris Rock. He knows so much that he dumbs it down. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, he's a he's a genius. Yeah. He's a, a smart genius. motherfucker. I, I love Chris Rock. I mean, like, even seeing him recently, he's an inspiration. Like, I fucking, I'm also a, a personal trainer as well. Mm-hmm. And he's on his fitness shit now too. Like, yo, yeah. this dude, like, he's I'm just like- showing you there's levels. There's yeah. levels to life that this motherfucker is what fifty now. He got abs and shit. Yo, like his hey, he shredded, bro. <laughs> shredded teeth are white. He's like, yo, you know we can take care of ourselves too. Yeah, that's the thing, yo. Like motherfuckers mm-hmm. will be telling you shit when you were younger. Like, yeah, you know, you don't want to like you want to be true to this, and you want to like you're from the hood, so you got to represent a certain level of this. It's like, yo, this yeah. motherfucker rose up, started. Yeah. You know, he's like on a different echelon. Yes, absolutely. Said, Fuck all that dumb shit. Like, I'm the man. Yeah. And I'm smart, and I don't have to fall into the category that you want me to be in. I'm Chris Rock, bitch. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when people don't emulate that shit, when people take that essence, they're not doing the things that made these people those people. You know what I mean? But that's because I think you can't. Exactly. You can't. You know I mean, you can in a sense if you if you're willing to go there. Like, well, let's just I'll, I'll stick with prior because I feel like it's the easiest. Just be as open, be as honest and unapologetic about your decisions that you made in your life versus good or bad. 
Richard didn't give a fuck if people liked him. Yeah. He didn't care. But it's hard to not care if people don't like you, especially because you get paid way quicker than they were back in the day. There's so many uh, streams of income attached to your personality than it was back then. And so a lot of people, when they perform, sometimes they're thinking of all the things they have. Yeah, yeah. There's politics you know I mean? involved. There's, uh, you know, and everybody now, people can just pull their phone out and there's a camera and they can camera, catch you. Camera, yeah. You know they what I mean? Catch like you slipping. Very you slipping. Fucking, you got your own online persona. Like, and you yep. care about that. Like, you got to really put that shit to the side. You got to be willing to be like, because it's, it's that honesty. Yeah. It's that, that shit is scary, bro. That shit is like walking yeah. out onto a plank. Absolutely. To be 100% you is, is fucking in life. It's just a hard thing to do. Well, you know, because it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm going to start being me. You see memes about this shit all the time. Like, mm-hmm. be yourself. No, everybody else is taken and all that shit. And it's like, it's like people who do boxing training and shit, right? Yeah. It's like, yo, but would you ever step into the ring where you can swing, but yeah. also this motherfucker can hit you too? Yeah. And shit. It's, you know easy, I mean? it's easy to be yourself when you're alone, but you yeah. don't know who you are until you're up against the opposite, until you're into you're in a situation where you got to use your honesty. You know what I mean? Where you're going to be like, how do I truly feel about this situation? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you grew up in the hood or not, but you grew up in the hood, right? And everybody, don't be no punk. So you have to fight everybody who stepped to you. But yep. what if inside you like, man, I just want to, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Whatever I did, like, but it's hard to be that person to tell somebody, no, nah, I'm not about that life. You know, I'm good. Yeah, because you, gonna... <laughs> yeah, you, gotta... <laughs> yeah, you get on the elevator with the wrong fucking people. <laughs> yes. You gotta you might have to fight these motherfuckers. Like exactly. You know what I'm saying? That shit. Whole nother thing. Yeah. But um that's that sounds like you got in a fight in the elevator recently. Bro, no, because motherfuckers used to jump people on the elevator. They used to be uh, the shit. Yo, I don't know, because I did grow up in the hood. Yeah. And they used to play this shit called corners. And motherfuckers would be like corners and they would stop the elevator. And if you didn't get into a <laughs> corner, everybody that was in the corner and you're in the middle, motherfuckers would start hitting you with body shots. Yeah. But it wasn't like friend, it wasn't like friendly body shots. It yeah, was they like, had to get their aggression out. Like they being abused at home. You understand. Hurt people hurt people, right? Oh yeah. The kids be fucking each other up because they're getting fucked up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that shit is that shit. The games we played growing up. I took my wife to Philly recently and she was like, baby, I've never seen so many people with chipped teeth. How did that happen? I was like, fucking, it did happen because of that community. Somebody from, she's talking about little kids too. She's like, how did their teeth get chipped? I was like, they were probably fighting somebody. Somebody hit them in the mouth with something, something, something rough where kids in the hood want you to get hurt. They enjoy they that do. Shit. They do. And at the same time too, it's like, you know, I was leaving the house with my mom going, yo, if somebody hits you, you hit them back. Yeah. Type shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like that was also my mentality. Like mm-hmm. motherfuckers. I don't know how people do it, but like or at least when, when you were younger, like I don't know what other parents told their kids that weren't in that environment. But it's like, yo, because if you don't hit that kid back, you already know what's going to happen. That kid yeah. owns you now. He got the go. He got the go ahead. You know, he so, was like, oh, I can fuck with this person and nothing's going to happen. Yep. 
This yeah. kid ain't gonna do shit, and then everybody else is gonna know about it. And it's yeah. like, yo, now you just made my life hard. Like I gotta yeah. transfer schools and shit. So you gotta, you gotta fucking buck up. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. you had to. It's crazy, man. But um, we're about reaching the time, bro. I want to say thank oh, you so great. much for oh, no coming problem, for coming on the show. Um, please let my listeners know where they can find you. MonroeMartinComedy.com is the website. Monroe Martin, I, 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 you know, Instagram and Twitter and all those other things. Now, Monroe Martini is Monroe Martin the third. There we go. Yeah, there's already I, another Monroe <laughs> Martin. So people go, oh, Martini. I'm like, nah, that ain't Martini. It's the third. I, <laughs> <laughs> Honest mistake, though. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it. I know, but <laughs> it, I put in, I put in, you can't, nothing's cap sensitive. Right. So when I started all those things, I put in capital I, but it made it lowercase and it just stayed. And I was like, all right, well, fuck it. Damn. That's cool, yeah. bro. Well, thank you so much, bro. I appreciate you coming on. Check his shit out because this dude is mad fucking funny. Um, if you want to hear more from him, uh, subscribe to the show, like it, share it with your friends, and stay tuned because we got more coming up next. Peace. Yeah.